Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of The Staredown. It's our sports talk and real estate podcast. The day after Christmas, and we're doing a special Fiesta Bowl edition because we talked about the Peach Bowl, part one of the championship playoffs earlier this week, and now we have a special episode after Christmas to talk about the game Saturday night. I'm joined by Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and two special guests, which we'll get to in just a bit. But first of all, let's find out how Bill and Todd's Christmas was. Bill, I know Kevin's in town. You, you saw Star Wars, and you, you got, went to the beach, and you had a lot of fun, didn't you? We did. We did a Florida Christmas, you know, like you always do. Um, there was a, a snowman built out of sand, so that, that became an Instagram post. That's, a, that's, a that's called a Sandman, Bill. I called it. I did. I said, I said, look it. I said, Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Now, <laughs> Todd would have some like enter Sandman or something like that. But um, I, got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. And Kevin's already gone. He had to get back for work. Tomorrow, oh, no kidding. So we dropped him off the airport about three hours ago. Went and caught a movie. Hence the 830 start. I appreciate it. So we saw... See, Star Wars yesterday. I'm a fan of the movie. I know my son doesn't like it as much, but um, that's a whole nother conversation. And uh, we saw Bombshell tonight, which was that Roger Ailes movie, which was okay. pretty interesting. So it was good. So uh, yeah, so we're, uh, that's mine. Todd, you have uh, younger children. How was your Christmas? Oh, geez. Younger at 17 and 15, right? A lot younger yeah. than 26. Come on. <laughs> Um, it was great. We, uh, we did Christmas on actually Christmas Eve together. So that was, that was kind of neat. And, uh, then spend yesterday and, um, today with Jenny and her family, um, doing the Christmas thing. Um, we were actually talking how Christmas is different when you have a 17 and 15 year old versus like, a you know, eight and six or seven and five or younger. Right. So right. they had an awesome time. It's just a different vibe. Um, I think we've talked about before. I'll be cool again when they're like 26, right? Something like that. Uh, um, maybe, maybe 30. Maybe 30. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're awesome. We had a great time. Um, yesterday, I know we're not going into other sports, but didn't watch a lot of NBA. But today I was occupied with, uh, I'm not even supposed to bring it up, but Boxing Day, EPL soccer. He's we will talk, it just we will talk. We will talk about it Sunday, but I watched a, a boatload of soccer today. So anyway, Sean, what's up with you, man? Nothing, man. We had one of those Christmases, Bill, as I'm sure you kind of experienced as Kevin got older and and Todd, you're just starting to experience. uh, I was up early yesterday. Then Ronna got up and Callie got up. (laughs) And you waited and and you waited. And then we waited and then we waited and I showered and Ronna showered (laughs) and it's like, all right, when the kids, I guess, get up, you know, so, uh, and and it was one of those things where Todd, you know, uh, full circle, right? Ryan's like, yes, I got some socks, you know, like he's <laughs> literally excited for, for, for clothing and uh, technology. So uh, we've got a couple guests on tonight, guys, to talk about the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Uh, joining us, repeat guest from last year, David Seaver from Coal Banker Bain, or, or Coal Banker Kane. Kane. Coal Banker Kane in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, David, you remember, was on last year with us and uh, is the defending champ. So good to have him back. And then also joining us from Columbus, Ohio. Good friend of mine, known him for many, many years, actually a fraternity brother of my little brother Kevin's, Todd, uh, but a recent client of mine, Doyle Roush, joining us. What's up, Doyle? Hey, everybody. It's, uh, happy to be on my first ever podcast, so um, happy to, to talk about this game. Um, I'm not sure it's going to go the Buckeyes way, as we'll get into uh, as we break it down, but uh, it's good to see everybody, and I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. Hey, well, hey David, oh, real quick. Real quick. Yeah, David, uh, you have to, Todd will tell you later about the Venmo. 
thing you do for the rest of us? If it's your first time and you say it on the air, yeah, yeah. you have to Venmo us all money. So it's awesome. Yeah, you're the new guy. Yeah, you're the new guy. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's let's quickly find out what you guys Christmas was. David Seaver, what was your Christmas like down in South Carolina? Yeah, so we had a uh, you know beautiful day. It was like 65 degrees, beautiful Christmas weather. Uh, probably similar to what what Bill experiences uh, this time of year as well. Uh, all of our family is here in town, so it's it's nice that we don't have to travel. Uh, look at there, Columbus, 56 degrees. Wow. <laughs> um, it's great. So like I said, everybody's here in town. It's just a 50, 55 and 60 degrees everywhere now. 71 down in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's awesome. David, your daughter, you, for, for, the, for Bill and Todd, they might not know. David's daughter goes to, where'd she go to school? Uh, she goes to uh, the University of South Carolina. Nice. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and my wife is in the other room jumping up and down cheering as well. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, I think I remember that. From last but, year. You know, one thing somebody asked me the other day, he said, you know, David, how is it with your your daughter being at Carolina? I mean, because she grew up a Clemson fan. And I said, yeah. well, the good news is ever since she's been enrolled at South Carolina, Clemson has yet to lose a game. Mm. So got that go. <laughs> That's awesome. Doyle, how was your Christmas? You and Jenny have a good time here in Columbus? Yeah, it was good. You know, my, my dad's in a nursing home, so we went to see him, and uh, we have some family in the area, so it was good. It was a little laid back, and uh, um, yeah, I enjoy it. Every year I say I'm going to slow down and enjoy the holiday, and it doesn't happen, so maybe next year. We'll see. All right. Well, hey, let's let's get into the Fiesta Bowl and let's put some context on the game. Uh, as as Doyle mentioned before we went on the air, uh, a couple Gators on this uh, podcast, myself and Todd, have seen our teams win three national championships. Uh, Bill's from Arizona State and he's from Arizona. Whatever. Uh, Whatever. Know. Yeah. He's from San Diego, actually. And from San Diego. So keep going. For, you can go back to my birth and there's never yes. been a national championship. Not a lot of championships, but Zero. David, David uh, for the people who didn't hear last year's show, give us your background on – Kind of how you how you became a Clemson fan and kind of what your um what your allegiance to the team is. Yes, we we moved to uh, South Carolina when I was three or four years old. Uh, my dad was uh, retired uh, in the Marine Corps and was a big college football fan and wanted to go to college football. My mother went to South Carolina, but all of their games at that time were at night. He didn't want to take young kids to games down there, so forty five minutes of the road is this little school called Clemson. Hmm. Little old Clemson, and um, ain't little old Clemson anymore. Right. <laughs> so ever since then, uh, I've been a big Clemson fan and went to school there. Um, and that's just kind of where how we uh, how we ended up being Clemson fans. All right, Doyle. I, I, there's a lot of obviously. If I if I was going to stick in the real estate spectrum, there's there's thousands of, Buc- of Buckeye realtors I, I know, but there's not many Buckeye realtors or Buckeye fans that I know that are more loyal than you. Even my younger brother, Kevin, probably looks up to you as one of the more knowledgeable Buckeye fans. Why don't you give the <coughs> listeners a little bit of background on on your, uh, other than Kiss, I think you, you are probably one of the biggest Buckeye fans I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, Ohio State was very big in my family. My dad has three degrees from the university. My dad's brother, uh, who I mentioned earlier, uh, who ended up at Arizona State, has three degrees from Ohio State. My uh, mom grew up here in Columbus. I have two degrees from Ohio State. My wife has one. So it's played a very big part in my life uh, in terms of sculpting me and uh, for who I am. And um, 
you know, I love the university a lot. And uh, I've also been a big fan for a long time. I saw my first game in about probably 74 when Arch was playing. And, uh, you know, Sean, you and I have uh, shared a lot of great college football memories over the years. And uh, so, yeah, Ohio State, big part of my life for sure. And Doyle, you've been to every Big Ten school, is that right? To watch I have not play? yet been to Maryland or Rutgers. Hmm. I really don't have much of an interest in going to Rutgers. Yeah. Are those the two new additions, though, right? Yeah, yes. the two newest. Yeah. So the traditional you've been. So. Yeah, been to all yes. schools. Well, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to put you guys on opposite sides of the field, and then uh, Bill and Todd will just jump in with some questions. So, um, Todd, I believe the spread right now is still – has it stayed two and a half? Is that right, David? I think two. Two now. Okay, so it's gone down. It was, was two and a half. Clemson out of the box. Uh, Clemson and, and the over under Todd. I'm getting there, buddy. I'm getting 60, there. 63. 63. 63. Okay. So the game's going to kick off eight o'clock. So five o'clock central time or five o'clock local time out in uh, Phoenix. Bill, you're, you're familiar very, very much so with the area where it's going to be played at. I'll tell you what, they're, they're getting pounded with rain right now. I'm sure it'll clear out by Saturday, but I mean, like record amounts of rain for uh, this time of the year. Yeah. So I'm sure the field's covered. That shouldn't be an issue. Um, but they're also playing <laughs> indoors now. I forgot <laughs> over in, in Glendale. Right. Never mind. The field, hey, the, but the grass is outside, you know, during the uh, day. They wheel it into the, you know, they wheel it into the dome to get ready yeah. for the game. It's pretty cool. So they'll have hey, it in good shape. Hey, Sean, the official stare down over under line is 63 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Right. So let's do this. Let's uh, just because Clemson's a favorite, let's let's assume they're going to win the kick and defer and probably take defense. So so Doyle, we're going to put you on offense first. Dave, we're going to put you on defense first. Um, Doyle, what we want you to do is is for our stare down listeners, just kind of break down what you think Ohio State is going to do and what they need to do to to have some obviously some success on offense to to possibly win this festival and make it onto the national championship game. Um, yeah, I think, uh, Ohio state would open up with, um, JK Dobbins running the ball a fair amount. He's had a, a really successful year and not unlike, um, Travis for, um, Clemson, he hasn't played a whole lot of second halves, so he should be fresh. I think he's running with a purpose. There's a lot of, um, of storylines around teams feel, feeling disrespected in the Fiesta Bowl. But I think on an individual level, he feels as if he should have won a couple of awards. So I would expect Ohio State to open up with him carrying the ball a fair amount. And frankly hey, – Doyle, let me interrupt you for a second because I, I don't think maybe a lot of national people, other than just seeing him in the highlights, uh, J.K. Dobbins just became the third leading all-time rusher in Ohio State history. He passed Eddie mm. George. Mm. Uh, pretty impressive in three years of football here in Columbus, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and frankly, Travis had the same thing at Clemson. He didn't play a lot of second halves, but, you know, uh, Dobbins had 18, almost a little more than 1,800 yards rushing on the year, 20, 20 touchdowns, and really was the workhorse down the stretch when Ohio State had a tougher schedule in the last three or four games than, uh, than, than maybe Clemson did. But uh, I think that would be where they want to start. And, I don't know about Fields' uh, health. We'll see. He said he's 80 to 85% with respect to his knee injury. Um, he's so going to wear a small brace, right? He's going yeah, to he's gonna wear a brace. And um, I expect they will run him less uh, intentionally than they may have uh, if he was 100%. So that's how I think Ohio State would open up the game. 
All right, well, Doyle, let me let me let me ask you to kind of spotlight because uh, I know David's going to talk about his receiving core. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand how good of a receiving core Ohio State has with KJ Hill, Alave. Um, why don't you just spotlight some of these guys that that once again some of our stare down listeners may not pay attention to until Saturday night because they, I mean, really fields can go anywhere on the field, including two amazing tight ends. Yeah, so I think most people who are who have seen Ohio State play Michigan or maybe in the last couple bowl games, they're going to be familiar with Chris Olave. Um, you know, Chris has been the leading receiver. He's 46 receptions on the year, 11 touchdowns, including some great special teams play um, going back to last year's Michigan game. So I think he's great. But K.J. Hill, Sean, you mentioned him. Um, he recently passed, I think, David Boston, or he's close to passing David Boston in terms of, um, number of receptions. So he's got a lot of weapons to work with. And, you know, some of them are pretty young guys. And so we'll see what happens there. But um, certainly our tight ends are a tough coverage matchup for, for anyone we play. But uh, I think Olave and KJ Hill, and frankly, Benjamin Victor is a guy who is, he's been inconsistent, but he's, you know, he's about a six four guy with a lot of speed and he's made some really big plays. He's also had some big drops, so you got to take the good with the bad. But uh, that's kind of my quick breakdown of Ohio State. Yeah, ben- Benjamin Victor, I think, probably as close of a physical uh, replica of, of Michael Thomas uh, as the Buckeyes have, uh, alluding to the NFL's all-time leading receiver now on, on, this, on the season record. Um, so, David, David, let's, let's turn it to you then. Obviously, defense. Um, Clemson's defense last year, which won the national championship, you know, a lot of the names you remember are starting the NFL right now. So, right. so yeah, coming to this season, we really weren't sure what to expect from our defense. We figured, and obviously we'd have to, you know, outscore teams. We figured we'd be giving up maybe, you know, 18 to 20 points a game. Uh, and really those guys have just been unbelievable. Venables has just dialed up a total new plan. You know, we start off the season uh, against Texas A&M and we're playing – kind of a, a three, four defense. Like what, what is this? We hadn't seen this and really just taking advantage. Uh, you guys were, were a pretty, pretty heavy four, three last year with your four defensive linemen, right? Correct. Correct. We had some guys out uh, injuries from the spring that <clears throat> took them along. They're now back healthy. So we'll, we'll still play uh, a good bit of four, three, but uh, I think you should step, especially trying to stop uh, Dobbins. You've got to get as many people up front uh, as possible. And, I think our defense starts with everybody knows number 11, Isaiah Simmons has had an incredible year. Um, he'll line up at safety linebacker. He'll rush off the edge. And from just defense, he'll start with Dobbins. And I totally agree. And I think our job right now is, you know, we got to make uh, Ohio State one dimensional, try to take away Dobbins as much as possible. He's going to get his yards, but, you know, we can't let him get, you know, four yards, six yards, five yards boom at a time um so david let me let me interrupt you there for a second then and, and i'll give todd and bill a chance to jump in after my question but so you think if venables and and dabo sweeney are flipping a coin uh because ohio state's been about as balanced of an offense as there is in the country you think if they're flipping a coin they're going to try and stop the run versus and, and force fields on a gimpy knee to beat them yes yes todd, um bill any thoughts well, I, I, my first thought is just looking at some of the numbers for this game. You know, you've got Ohio State is the uh, is ranked first nationally in scoring, right? Forty eight point seven points a game. But who do you think is the number one defense in the country at ten point six points a game? 
Yeah, Clemson. <laughs> now they're both very close. They're third and fourth in the. Uh, if you flip the script, they're both. You know, it's it's going to be a fun game. But that you know, I I just want maybe a take your take on this, David. Um, the defensive numbers for Clemson come against. We have to kind of say arguably lesser talented teams. Are you are, are you cracking on the ACC? I, mean, I, I might be. You know what? Miami lost. Seven nothing to uh, fourteen nothing. Fourteen nothing. Yeah, up scoring, uh, and now Eastern Michigan is beating Pitt ten nothing. So that, that won't last. I got Pitt in that game, so, and I had I had Louisiana Tech in the other. So that's money then. Yeah, we didn't play them. Okay, but how do you handle that? I mean, you know, I mean, look, Clemson hasn't lost in twenty seven or twenty eight games. Right. You know how do they know how to play? They they won that. They've been through big games last year. Not so much yet this year. You're not going to call that Virginia game big, are you? No. Okay, good. Um, and, and, my, and Ohio has been much more tested. So Ohio State. So let's talk about that a little bit, if the guys can just kind of – their take on that part of this uh, story. So, you know, one of the things that, that Dabo and, and the clubs and the, the, the mantra always coming out is it doesn't matter who we're playing, it's how we're playing. And we're playing up at Clemson standard. And they, they talk about they go against, you know, arguably the best – in practice every day. So that kind of helps them get uh, acclimated to what they're going to see. We saw that last year in the uh, Cotton Bowl and the National Championship game that when these other elite teams uh, faced off with Clemson, that they were able to, you know, bring their A game and obviously compete pretty well with them. Yeah. Doyle, just your thoughts on competition. I'm going to circle back to you, David, with another question after Doyle gets his take on on the competition that two teams have seen. You know, it, it, I, I would say the most um, interesting or most important um, differential has been the last couple of games. So Ohio State played three, actually really four game, three games against um, top-notch competition. And I think if anyone had played the same ranked teams in the SEC or the ACC, uh, they probably would say that team deserves a wonder, the number one seed in the playoffs. So we beat... Penn State, we struggled a bit. We beat Michigan by a larger margin than we did last year. And then we beat Wisconsin. Um, and we covered the spread in all those games, and all those games were double-digit victories. Yet, Ohio State fall to number, fell to number two. So, um, you know, I, I do think there is an objective um, differential between the strength of schedule of these two teams. But and, – and frankly, Ohio State – played a tougher schedule and their margin of victory was larger than Clemson's. However, Clemson was pretty close behind. So I'm not sure there's a whole lot of, um, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot there. I think, um, the teams are pretty evenly matched, but, uh, but the bucks deserve, should get some credit for the schedule they played and how they dispatched those opponents. Yeah, no doubt. David, before we flip the field, uh, Doyle spent some time talking about his stable of receivers. Uh, just hip us to the to the secondary for Clemson. And you, you talked about number 11, who's going to obviously play all over the field, uh, much like some of the players we're going to hear from from Doyle in just a second. But who are some of the, the, the cornerbacks and, and safeties we need to pay attention to on Saturday night? Yeah, so our cornerbacks, uh, number one, number eight, you got um, Terrell, who had the big interception in the national championship game last year. Uh, he's back. He's kind of a shutdown corner. Our other corner, um, Darian Kendrick was actually a wide receiver last year, uh, kind of a backup wide receiver. And when we had some injuries and some issues in the secondary, they flipped him over there in the spring, 
Um, and he was a starter from, from day one. Mm. Um, just one heck of an athlete. Um, safeties, Tanner Muse uh, is one who's a great run stopper. Sometimes in pass coverage, he can get a little, a little lost. Uh, that could be a big issue. I know Doyle mentioned about the tight ends. Um, and even if you watch the Virginia game, uh, they had a couple of big plays early on, um, singling up uh, number 19. So that's that could be a big issue. <clears throat> David, do you, do you expect them to go man-to-man, or will, will, will these guys pretty much stick to their sides of the field that they practice on, they stay left side, right side, uh, and then the safeties row over, or what will we see? Yeah, I think they'll stay, you know, the boundary cor- uh, boundary field, and then the safeties will kind of rotate, and, and and really they'll, um, you know, there's no telling how Venables is going to switch up man-to-man versus zone as well. Okay, so let's let's turn the field, guys. Let's uh, anything from Todd or Bill on the before we flip over the field. Okay, let, let's flip the field yeah. then, and let's talk about uh, arguably one of the best players in the country, Chase Young, going against arguably two of the best players in the country, Travis or Trevor Lawrence and. Uh, Travis Etienne, and then D. Higgins, and gosh, I mean, so many frisbee catching dogs as David's going to talk about. Um, really, that this game matches up two of the best stables of receivers in the country, and then add in LSU and add in, you know, C.D. Lamb with Oklahoma. I mean, there's some amazing wide receiver talent in this 14 playoff. Uh, David, let's let's give you the ball. First. Let's let Doyle listen to what you have to say about your offense. Trevor Lawrence undefeated as a starter, uh, I believe 24-0. Um, you know, a uh, great year last year. Uh, I think statistics-wise, just a little bit less this year, but probably not far off last year's numbers. Travis Etienne has had an unbelievable, unbelievable year. Kind of sad he didn't get to get a chance to go to New York. Um, so just just break down the Clemson on offense. Yeah, so you look at any time we're up against, I'd say, uh, in big games, you know, the last two years, actually last three or four years uh, in the playoffs, uh, our offense has kind of started out slow, um, and they're just trying to figure out what the other defense is, is doing. Uh, again, I, I think we got to get Etn uh, maybe some throws out of the back, um, out of the backfield, get him uh, out in space a little more, and that'll open up his run game as well. I think the key to this game is going to be not only Trevor Lawrence's arm, but his legs. Um, he is surprisingly a lot faster than. You know, people realize I was. I think he's only been sacked, what, twelve or fourteen times this year. Um, he's very elusive, uh, and then that, again, that'll open up to throwing it to T. Higgins and Ross. And I think one of the big keys in this game is going to be that third receiver. Uh, is can we get Amari Rogers going uh, as well, kind of an underneath guy? Okay, it, Amari Rogers kind of took the took the role of. Uh... Uh, who's the guy that caught the game-winning touchdown a couple years ago, the small white kid? Uh, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. I mean, he kind of took his slot receiver spot, you know, where he kind of goes all over the field like a jitterbug, right? Yes. Yeah. All and, right, Doyle. Uh, he, had, he, had, he tore his ACL in the spring practice. Uh, and his, his comeback, he was missed maybe the first two or three games, but has come along and he's now um, catching his stride. Okay. So, Doyle, obviously all the eyes go to Chase Young. Uh, as good of a player as you're going to see in college football, uh, as physical of a specimen. Um, but there's a lot of other guys on that team from Jeff Akuda to uh, Tough Borland in the middle. Uh, just kind of how do you think Ohio State is going to come out and, uh, and address or, or prepare for this Clemson team 
much like David said earlier, Ohio State defense practiced against a pretty damn good offense all, all year long, right? <clears throat> yeah, so when I, you know, Ohio State has a very difficult challenge in front of them um, because in part, Wisconsin and Michigan showed the blueprint for handling Chase Young. He didn't have a great end to his season. Um, so I think there's a bit of a blueprint there for how to handle him. Although Ohio State has great depth of the defensive line, and I think that will um, maybe help them a little bit in this game. Um, I think the key to the game, um, and David gave his key to the game, I think the key to the game is um, Ohio State's linebackers matching up on Clemson's running backs, tight ends, and slot receivers. Because, frankly, for the last three years, that's how Ohio State has been beaten by Iowa, Purdue, Oklahoma, all these teams have matched up. And, and even though our linebackers have improved, um, they're not there yet. So I think that's a big advantage for Clemson on the defensive side, um, or I'm sorry, uh, when Ohio State's on the defense. And <clears throat> defensive backs are pretty good. So I'm not sure Clemson's going to do business down the field. Um, I, I think we're, we're going to keep everything in front of those guys, Akuda and Wade and Damon Arnett. Those guys are, are as good as you're going to find anywhere, but the linebackers are a weakness. And that's where I think Clemson has an advantage in this game. Well, have you heard or seen is Damon Arnett's out of his cast he, for the last four games of the season. He had that cast on his right arm, which really affected his, his ball hawking ability. Yeah. I'm not sure, Sean. I know he, he wore that cast against Wisconsin, in the Big Ten championship game uh, in which Ohio State came back and, you know, really flipped the tables on on them in the second half. But uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but we, we need him at full strength against this, you know, group of receivers for Clemson, which is um, generational, I think. Yeah. Bill, Todd, any, anything to pick apart on these guys before we let them kind of do point-counterpoint? <clears throat> No, I'm just I'm learning a lot just listening to these guys. Okay, so. yeah, David, David, kind of counter back on 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 some of Doyle's concerns or or uh, threats. Yeah, one thing he he mentioned about um, his linebackers and our tight end. You're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, we <laughs> do not have a big threat with a tight end. We do have one kid who was uh, suspended last year during this time of year when uh, we all found out what in the world ostering was. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. And was suspended for this game or for suspended for the year. He's now he gets to play in this year's playoffs, even though he's been suspended the whole year. Wow. Uh, he's yeah. a great he's a great talent. Uh it's gonna be a you know, similar to Jordan Jordan Leggett we had a couple years ago. Um but he hadn't played a game all year. So to to think that he's gonna come in and <clears throat> be a game changer is foolish. Right. Hmm. So, so Doyle, I asked, I asked David the question, you think uh, Ohio State is, is going to buckle down on ETN and say Trevor Lawrence beat us or Trevor Lawrence, we're going to let, we're going to really clamp down on the, on the defense and, and go five on five on the line. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of pick your poison um, with Clemson. Teams, uh, yeah. I would say that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback we've played in, in, years um in fact i i pulled together a list of the best teams osu has faced you know in the last 15 or so years and i would say that 
this team is the best team we've played since Clemson in 2016, uh, a game that resulted in a, a really bad Ohio State loss, 0-31 uh, to 31 to Clemson. Um, prior to that, I think um, the 2006 Florida team, the 2005 Texas team. Yeah, thanks, Sean. I, uh, I actually see a hat up there on your flag, which I think I got for you. You did, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then 2002 Miami, which, of course, Ohio State won that one. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're really talented, um, and we're going to have a hard time with them for sure. See, here's what I like about Doyle. He's, he's, a, he's one of those realistic fans. He's not a myopic, you know, oh, my God, we're going to win 56 nothing. A realistic homer, which I like. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm, sure, I'm sure David's probably a little bit that way too. So, all right, so, David, David based on what, what Doyle said on the defense, where do you really think Clemson needs to exploit to, to have the best chance to win? Well, I, I think it comes down to, like I said, Amari Rogers, and he mentioned their their um, linebackers, <clears throat> and it's going to maybe some of those shallow crossing routes um, that we need to incorporate that into this game, uh, and be patient with our offense, not be as explosive, but hey, take that you know eight play, ten play drive, <clears throat> and get down the field and score. Uh, and I think we've got to score touchdowns, not settle for field goals. Um, I wouldn't say our, our kicking game is as bad as uh, Alabama has been historically. Ah. Uh, but our kicker this year is if he gets inside 25, 30 yards, he struggles. You get him outside of that, he can drill it. Um, so I think once we get inside the 25, inside the red zone, we've got to come away with touchdowns. Well, it's a, a perfect segue, Debbie. You just hit on your 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 kicker. Talk to us about your punting and your kind of your kick return team, you know, uh, and then we'll we'll throw it to Doyle because obviously, you know, and this is an this is an Urban Meyer team that Ryan Day is coaching. Uh, special teams, I know for Dabo and special teams for Urban are are really sacrosanct. So, what else? What else can you tell us about your punter and your special teams? Yeah, so uh, starting with our, our kickoff coverage and kickoff, uh, Potter, our kicker is. We'll kick 95% out of the end zone. Um, just go ahead and give the, give the uh, Ohio State the ball 25. Uh, I assume their kicker is probably the same way. Um, or it will probably maybe even fair catch it and take it to 25 and let the offense start going. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of uh, kick return uh, from, from us this year. Our punter, uh, summer last year, does not – Give up a lot of uh, yardage because he kicks it high and short. Um, that's that's like kind of our biggest week, our biggest weakness. Um, okay. I said that last year, and I think in one of the games he came away with a, a huge kick in the um, Cotton Bowl that just I think started out with a sixty-yard punt that shocked us all. Um, but he he will he cannot flip the field. I think every punter we faced this year. Uh, is an All-American, so I assume that uh, if we can't get Ohio State to punt, that their punter will probably average 50 yards a punt as well. Okay. <laughs> Doyle, obviously, uh, the last uh, the last championship game that came down to a kick was Auburn a few years ago, uh, winning it at the at field goal. Mm-hmm. But obviously, in the playoffs two years ago in the Rose Bowl, Oklahoma missed a field goal in overtime that would have mm-hmm. pushed double overtime, sent sent Georgia to the championship against Alabama. Uh, Doyle, talk to us about the kickers and the punt team. Uh, obviously, under Jim Trestle, we learned that the punt's the most important play in football. Um, talk to us about your special teams. 
You know, I think the biggest thing with Ohio State special teams is our lack of return. Um, you know, we've had a lot of our great athletes back on re- punt return or kick return, and they've just not delivered. So um, I would expect that special teams would be an advantage for Clemson in this game. Um, but we'll see. You know, I, I, I think Ohio State practices special teams as much as anybody does. Um, so we'll have to see how it goes. But, you know, Sean, I, I, I feel like that's a that's an open issue for the Fiesta Bowl. And I, I don't feel good about Ohio State's ability to deliver special teams advantage. OK, uh, Bill, Todd, before we jump into our picks, uh, let's let's hit on the intangibles. Bill, there's no one that knows the importance of turnovers than someone who lives in Tampa and watches Jameis Winston. <laughs> uh, right. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Let me grab this thing on my back. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, guys, obviously that's a big piece. Uh, David, I, I haven't really looked at the stats uh, for, for Clemson and, and Doyle. I don't really know what they are. I, I saw them make some big turnovers this season, but um, you know, what I also saw was, was Justin Fields turning the ball over a couple times against Penn state uh, mm. very unexpectedly. Um, there was a couple turnovers in the, in the big 10 championship game. Uh, just your thoughts on, on coaching and kind of the intangibles of the game. Let's start with you, David, and then we'll make our picks. Yeah. So obviously the, um, the media love hopping on Trevor Lawrence in the first four games of the year with his turnovers. Uh, yeah. One of the neat things about his eight interceptions this year, uh, opposing teams only scored six points. And that was uh, – we were driving to really in the A&M game, and we threw a late interception. A&M went down and scored a uh, backdoor cover touchdown with four seconds left. That's the only points off turnovers – or off interceptions. Um, and then against North Carolina, uh, ETN had a critical fumble that led to a short field touchdown. Besides that, we protected the ball extremely well. Um, and then on defense, we forced a good good number of fumbles and uh, interceptions. You know, I was, I was looking last night, and Justin Fields is you know four what forty touchdowns, one interception. But I noticed he's also had what nine fumbles this year, mm-hmm. lost five or six of them. Um, that could be critical, especially if he's. I'm not sure how um, how healthy his knee is. He says it's eighty five percent, eighty percent which tells me he's 100%. He's ready to go. There's nothing wrong with his knee. Um, but I think if we can maybe get a get a fumble or two from him, uh, like, like against Penn State, um, he had two crucial fumbles in that game. Actually, three fumbles, didn't he? Two or three yeah. fumbles yeah. in that game. Uh, then that could be a difference. And as I'm speaking, Pitt just tied it up 10 off. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Doyle, your intangibles and coaching insights and fan fans and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's a couple things going on here. Number one is that, um, you know, that stadium in Glenville for an evening game has not been kind to the Buckeyes. So, um, Sean, you're familiar with the Florida um, game. Beat down of the Buckeyes, and uh, then we followed that with um, a really bad loss to Texas when we had them on the ropes and couldn't get it done. And then we got blown out 31 to nothing to um, Clemson. So um, those were two of the worst losses in Ohio state football history, really. Um, when you, when you think about it, 
So I don't know how that stadium is. You know, we did beat Notre Dame there. Uh, but if the game was in Sun Devil Stadium, I'd feel a lot better about it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a couple of interesting things here. Um, number one, Lawrence and Fields were uh, the number one and two recruits in the ESPN top uh, 100 in 2018. So you you really have a face off of quarterbacks here. Um, you know, Sean, are we doing? Um, are we doing? Predictions yet? We'll do, or we'll do predictions in just a, just, just a second. Yeah, I just just wanted to you know get your thoughts on if you feel like the kickers or or punters or anyone's going to have a, a really insight. I mean, we don't you don't have a Ted Ginn this year. You don't have a you know like you talked about. It's just and Brian Day, uh, second year you know second year coaching third year first year by himself um, would be kind of unprecedented for a, a coach to win in his first year. Uh, yeah, um, so I would say Clemson has a special teams advantage. Um, Ohio State's done a nice job of, of cultivating kickers and punters, but, you know, there's a lot of it. The experience plays a big role in, uh, in the playoffs, and I think Clemson has that and Ohio State doesn't. So, <laughs> Doyle sounds a lot like Lee Corso getting ready to pick the opposite team, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Todd, Bill, any thoughts on the game? Just, just before we make our picks, just what are you, what are you looking forward to, Bill, uh, about Saturday night after the, after the Peach Bowl? Well, look, so if I tell you what, what I'm looking for, it gives away my pick. It, it leans, uh, but you, you've said that the last three episodes. So yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, uh, look, I think, 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 I think it's going to be very pretty, but I'm really looking forward to, uh, to what's going on here. So this will be a lot of fun. All right. I don't really have anything else to say. Todd, any, any outside thoughts? Yeah, but this is not my prediction, right? So, um, outside thought, I think it's a really, really, really like level equal game for sure. I mean, you got arguably uh, two teams that can claim number one, right? Uh, a well played, even uh, evenly matched um, football game, and I think it's, I think it's going to deliver. I really do. That's why they put that at eight o'clock slot and not the four o'clock game we got what three 13 and o's and a 12 and one uh, battling off in, on saturday all right todd you're on the clock give us your predictions and just to remind uh david and doyle uh all four of us last week uh todd myself bill and brent our guest picker from louisiana um all picked lsu to win we'll, we'll circle around that as we do our, our our goodbyes but todd give me your your winner and your score Wow, the score is uh, the score is the tough part. So um, I tip my hand a little bit, saying it's it's level equal. Um, I really have mad respect for for both teams um, for sure. Um, there's definitely something that tips the scale, um, and I, I'll probably give it away before I, I give my pick. But you have Ryan Day versus Dabo Sweeney. They both have a lot to. Um, motivate their teams for and and Dabo has been doing a, a masterful job for a long time motivating the us against them um and and as as Doyle indicated uh Ryan Day could could say hey we were number one we won out and uh we got bumped down and then the, the, the second factor is Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields what I'm getting at is all things equal you have a coach that's been there before uh, he's won 27 in a row, 24 in a row, whatever it is, uh, won a national championship uh, with his quarterback. 
and Ohio State's new and fresh. Um, the gambler in me wants to say all things got to end, but the logical um, person in me says Clemson wins, and I'm going to go Clemson 38, Ohio State 31. Right. Bill? Although my analysis is brilliant, right? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'm all my poll polls I've done, uh, all my pools I've done. I've hemmed and hawed. I've, I've picked Ohio state in a few. I picked Clemson in a few. Uh, I believe in our stare down pool. I picked Clemson because in my family pool, I picked Ohio state. Um, I'm not rooting against Ohio state. I'm not rooting for Ohio state. Uh, but I think Ohio state's going to win 31 30 in double overtime. Wow. I like it. Gator Sean. Oh. David, we're outnumbered, buddy. We're outnumbered, man. Actually, you know, it, it, I'll, I'll, I'll make <laughs> I'll make that single overtime because if it, so, I need to go up by three then because I'm going to go 33. Yeah, I'll go 33. Ohio State 30. Uh, I think it's going to be. I, I think. Yeah. Wait a second. I think what are you saying? 33. What? 33. 30. So double overtime, no over. Oh, oh, single overtime. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just I, I think I. Every time I think you you picture a, a game like yeah, Auburn, Alabama, a high scoring game, uh, forty. What was the Iron Bowl? Is what 46, 44, 46, 40. Uh, I, I think it just portends a defensive struggle where teams really struggle to score, or it could mean a, a fifty five to the forty five game that everyone's loving at, as it gets to midnight uh, and we're heading into the fourth quarter uh, because of all the passing. Um, all right, David, you're. There's one correct. Pick and two bad picks. David, go. All right. So, you know, when you talk about the, the stadium, I think uh, one thing that will be in your favor is it'll probably be four to one uh, Buckeyes to Tigers out there. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that, that's why we were we we think y'all got disrespected. Should have gone to uh, bed number one, played Oklahoma out there. We would have just driven an hour and a half down to Atlanta and been the Peach Bowl. Everything would have been nice. <laughs> but I think that that's going to be a key. That's, it's going to be a uh, be a, I think a home game for you guys. Um, so taking the crowd out will be a a factor. You know, looking two ways could this game be the the auburn oregon game of several years ago where these two high-powered offenses came together and what was the score like 13 to 9 or 20 it was a real yeah scoring game um 16 13 i think because yeah. on the field goal yeah yeah 16 yeah, 13 um i think this game is going to be more mirror like not the fiesta bowl of a couple years ago but maybe the orange bowl a couple years ago when um clubs and ohio state played and 
Um, it went back and forth, and Clemson was down, uh, I think, 29-20, and really on its heels. And then, luckily for us, Philly Brown dropped a uh, punt, and then we had an interception after that and scored 14 points in the next five minutes and, and hung on to win. Um, so I, I look for the score to be uh, 35-27 Clemson. Hmm. Um, finishing late, maybe struggle a little bit early, but then weathering the storm, weathering the crowd, and then uh, finishing off really in the third third quarter, early fourth quarter. Hmm, 2-2, two, two, Doyle. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay, guys. So, um, you know, I, as Gator Sean mentioned, I, I tend to be more of an objective Ohio State fan. And, uh, you know, there there's a lot of great storylines in this game. Um, there's a lot of things that – could go either team's way. You know, uh, Glendale has been a house of horrors for Ohio State from uh, when they lost to Florida in a in an absolute woodshed beating, uh, hence the ball cap on Gatorson's uh, flag uh, to the it. right. I actually brought that back for him because uh, he's that kind of a friend. Um <laughs> And then, you know, Ohio State lost a stinker to Texas, and then we got rolled by LSU – or, I'm sorry, by Clemson. So, I, I think that's part of it. Um, we'll see. I, I would – I'm, I'm going to tell you, I guess we're making predictions. So, I will say Clemson 35, Ohio State 24. Whoa! Uh, I think I think I think there's too much um, experience on the Clemson side, um, and I just I'm not sure. We'll see. I, I'm I'm obviously rooting for the Buckeyes, but yeah, your, I heart, your heart's going to yeah, yeah. Now I respect it, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> is he all is he all shucking you, David? <laughs> <laughs> All right, wow. so let me, let me put David and Doyle on the spot because we got picks last week or on Sunday from for our Peach Bowl. Uh, the team you may face, David, who do you who do you like in the Peach Bowl? LSU, Oklahoma. Give me a, give me a prediction and score. Yeah, I, I think LSU is going to win just because everybody else does. Um, you know, I think Oklahoma can score on them. The LSU's got a weak defense. Um, I think that that's going to be a I think a high scoring game. Uh, I'm going to say LSU 42 uh, to 35. All right. Noah, who do you like? You know, I like the Sooners in this game. Um, I think when you look at LSU, they've got coach of the year, Heisman Trophy winner. They've got all these things going against them. And everybody was talking about you've got to get the one seed so you can avoid um, Clemson. And Oklahoma's sitting there like, what you know, what are we chopped liver? So um, I actually think the Sooners are going to win this game, and I think it's going to be Clemson versus Oklahoma for the national championship. Wow! Wow! Give, give me a, give me a, a points there, Doyle. Um, I'll take uh, I'll, I'll I'll take the Sooners by three points. Okay, I'm going to hmm. say plus three. You know, as I as I picked LSU, I, I forgot that the. Uh, the number one seed number has one. to win the college football playoff. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> There's a uh, could be the case. Well, hey, guys, 
you guys broke it down like champions, like true fans. Uh, and, and Doyle, you, you know, you're a very realistic true fan, not even picking your team. Uh, a lot of people could have come in here and pick, pick the Buckeyes. And, hey, look, I, no one will be happier on Saturday night if Buckeyes win than Doyle Roush. Um, and, and no one will be happier if Clemson wins than, than David Seaver. Um, so, guys, on behalf of Bill and Todd, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, to, to pick these. And, and well, I, I know I can't wait to watch these two games on Saturday night. A lot of games between now and then, thank God, because uh, the two today were pretty dreadful. Uh, but I think we got five games – uh, next week so let's just go around the horn really quick and uh and just say our um our, our final thoughts uh Doyle final thoughts then we'll go around the horn yeah I may have mentioned this earlier but you know Lawrence and Fields were the number one and two recruits in the 2018 for ESPN um so it's rare that we get a chance to have these kind of athletes square off against one another so um I'm looking forward to it I think it's going to be great even though I think we're going to lose I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great, and uh, I'll pass. David? Yeah, I think it's going to be – I I wish it was tomorrow, and I hate that it's the, the 8 o'clock game because I'll be waiting around all day. <laughs> Too many natty lights, right? Exactly. <laughs> i got to pace myself. We're going we're to try to cook a lot of wings and some brisket and stuff during the day, but, uh, yeah, I have to stick with water most of the day to uh, keep myself paced. But uh, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, I do hope, uh, for my sake, that we do win. I can go have a great time in uh, in New Orleans. I will go to New Orleans if we if we do win. Um, are you going out to Arizona? Or are you staying and watching it on TV? No, I'm staying here. But if, if by chance, by grace of God, we get by Clemson, I'm going to go to New Orleans. So we'll see. All right, Top D, give us final thoughts. Hey, man, real quick, uh, it's going to be a great game. I'm fully convinced. And um, David and Doyle, this is why I love these two guys, Bill and, and Sean. Bill consistently brings in the greatest uh, at the real estate sessions, his podcast, and Sean brings in you guys as experts to break down this game, which is so awesome. So I've learned a, a boatload. Um, I listened a lot and spoke little, which is probably good for me this episode. So awesome, awesome, awesome. and. Um, I just want to just be kind. I'll, I'll continue with my, my uh, philosophy, Sean, be kind, right? Right on. Hey, guys, for me, it's just this. Uh, uh, blessed to be where I'm at, uh, to have four good friends like you, as well as many of the others that are on the show, Shay and uh, Brent and Alyssa and our, our, our fancy other team. But, guys, all I got to say is this, man. How can you not love college football? If, is, if there's a better sport than college football, I just don't know what it is. Maybe college basketball is a close second. But every time I watch the NBA, the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, I just say to myself, this ain't college. And uh, good luck to David. Good luck to Doyle. Good luck to Buckeye Nation and and Tiger Nation. And on behalf of Bill and Todd and Doyle and David, thanks for listening to The Stare Down.